For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. G'day everybody, welcome to the Carlton Show. Another, another magnificent week to be a Carlton supporter. Uh, great to have you with us. The episode in honour of Barry Armstrong, of course, uh, that is who I am dedicating episode number 12 to, uh, Paul Barbaza, a.k.a. Bagsy joins us. Hello, great man. G'day, Andy. G'day, Gex. Happy another with Barry good... Armstrong? Yeah, I am happy with Barry Armstrong, but I think I'm going to throw another one up there. I'll go... Uh... Chook a howl. No, I'll go the Bear Gleeson. Right, I why not? I was going to suggest the Bear. That's uh, the Geckman Parbuster over there, Stephen Purdile. Boys. Hello, mate. Oh, how are you going? It's great to be here. Are you going to throw in Skinny Lappin? Have to. Yes, Skinny Lappin. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, Skinny Lappin. Do you remember what we did the Bear with the Bear that year in 86? Do you remember that night? Yeah, I remember that night in 86. We did the Bear. No, who with the... With what you did with the Bear. With the Bear. She's got a short memory. Well, it's 1986. What was happened? We, well, we lost the grand final. Carlton lost yeah. to Hawthorne. Yeah, we ended up but, in the underground. Correct. The understand. Or correct. Got, yeah, yeah. You remember? It's yeah, coming Jimmy back Buckley here. was there. Oh, it was a big night. Oh, it's a great night. It was a big night. Sellers was there. Yeah, it was a big night. But we lost. Uh, we lost. And then the reserves won the uh, grand final. That's true, yep. And uh, remember, we all piled into that Datsun 180, Carlos Datsun 180B, and the Bear Gleason was sitting on my lap. Right in the front seat, I think it was about nine of us in, the, in a one eighty B going down to the Chevron or the Underground or some, something or other. And I remember saying to him, "Next year you'll play in the seniors and you'll win the flag, mate." And I whispered it into his ear, nibbled his little earlobe, and cuddled him like a little bear that he was. And he got the chocolates. If you if you suspect that we're um, feeling fairly comfortable and happy with ourselves right now, as three Carlton supporters, you're probably right, and you probably know the feeling very very well because. Boy, oh boy, um, the Sydney win was good. The Sydney win was good because, you know, we needed a win. But this one was um, something just really, really nice. We know what it is, Andy. It's it's like honey. It's like honey. You beat them any time, but to beat them on a special day for them, on a day that they'd build up, and you know, you know, you know that they, you know, they were priming themselves for a big Saturday night, and they were going to be singing the song, and they're going to be singing it on. Yeah, you know, the Carlton Grave, and it was going to be, they were all going to be cocker hoop, Collingwood, Collingwood players and Collingwood people from this generation and generations gone by. Well, we took that away from them. We didn't give them the joy and the, uh, and the opportunity to do that. Our, our little footy club and our little footy team said, nah, stuff, yeah. Uh, we've got other agendas and we've got other ideas here. You can go and drown your sorrows, but you're not going to be singing songs on our behalf on this Saturday night. And, Shit, it was beautiful. It was just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day at the MCG. It was. It was. It was beautiful. That's. Well, it's about football for us. It's not about parties. It's about football. So, uh, you know, Eddie's all. You know, Eddie's all about parties and uh, the boyhood and all his little mates around him and all that sort of stuff. But we're all about playing footy. We're all about getting fair income on the field first. And you know, you look at the odds and what were they? About a dollar thirty to beat us, and we were three sixty. And so they must have, you know, they they knew that they probably had us somewhere where I think they they probably knew if they played 
Somewhere near their best, they they beat us hands down. Oh, of course, that's what they. Of thinking. course, they do. Of course, well, guess what? They don't. Right, and they don't. It's really interesting, actually, because you know you look at you got to look at um, form as a whole, and it, 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 their victory over Geelong actually was to our benefit in a big way, and and actually uh, affected the way bookmarker bookmakers looked at the game as well. But when you have a look at their record against Geelong. Um, I don't think uh, Chris Scott's team has beaten Collingwood uh, more than twice in the in the times that they've met uh, with Buckley and, and Scott in charge of those teams. So there is a chemistry which enables Collingwood to play at a certain level against Geelong consistently. So that that really in the in the whole spectrum of their form over the season was a bit of a uh, uh, an anomaly, if you like. Uh, they really played to their true form against us. Um, and if you want to break it down to a very simple description, it was a dysfunctional team playing mm. against a very functional team. And we will break that down, or I'll, I'll attempt to <laughs> break that down into more we'll detail. We'll try and help you somewhere along the line. I'm sure I'll be ably assisted as we go, but <laughs> it really was, it was there to be seen. Uh, functional, functional cohesion, uh, a team of... Uh, like-minded individuals combining as a whole compared to, well, I I won't go as far as saying a rabble, but they seriously have issues with what I described us as doing because they they can't, the chemistry doesn't work for that team for some reason and... We uh, we just showed them up. It was fantastic to Do see. Do you reckon they felt the pressure a little bit on, on you know the the so called occasion? Do you reckon they felt it a bit? Well, there was no pressure on us. There was no pressure on us whatsoever. I don't feel there was anyway. I felt all the pressure was on them, and that's exactly when you want to get them because you know we can release the shackles a little bit. Um, I think we knew the areas we had to match them in: tackles, pressure, contested, contested yep, yep, footy. Yep, yep. Inside fifties, you know all that defensive aspect of the game. They just don't handle that well when it's not going their way. I, I well, don't reckon. Well, anyway. Quarter time, quarter time. We're plus twelve disposals. We're plus seven inside fifties. We're plus ten contested possessions. We're plus one tackles, and we're minus eight in turnovers. So we were forcing them into positions where they didn't, they weren't comfortable um, to finding ways out of. And we forced him into turnover, and it was the perfect um, it was the perfect platform that we wanted to build in the first stanza, uh, from which we re- we never really took our foot off. I, I, I was saying to Baz before we came on, Gecko, that, and I don't know whether you felt the same way, but I felt this un- this unusual calmness watching that game. The week before against Sydney, I was I was I was really I was I was uptight, and I, I kind of thought that Sydney would come at any time, and um, I never felt that this week with Colin. I felt like when I was looking at, you know, say there was a stoppage on our sort of half-forward flank and, you know, if you're terrified of what Colin can do with those, you know, the sort of flotilla of midfielders if they can get on the wrong side of you. I'd look 100 metres off the ball and I just looked at the way we were set up and I was comfortable that oh, they can throw whatever they like at us from here. We're going to be okay. Well, these blokes, Rowie will sort it. Alex Silvani will sort it out. Simo's got that part of the ground covered. Doc's got that area we're okay. Lockie Plowman, Marchbank's marking everything that they throw at him. Um, we're okay. They they can come at us and we're going to be okay. That's what he said. That's what Gecko said. Mm. We were organised and they were dysfunctional. Mm. So a lot of what you just said actually makes a lot of sense. 
The only thing I'll say about each and every quarter, I felt that they had their few minutes in each quarter, Collingwood. I felt they had their they had their minutes where they hit the scoreboard, and you thought, oh, here we go. You know, they got a little run on. But each time they had their run on, we seemed to either hit the scoreboard back or we controlled the ball so they didn't get the, those really long, sustained run-ons that teams can get, particularly against us. Mm. Uh, and look, the last five minutes of the game, they had a couple of shots. Had they kicked them, Elliot and Fasolo, Fasolo yep. you know, makes it two goals a difference. I would have started to be getting a little bit edgy. Uh, they didn't kick them, which was good. But um, I would have started. I would have personally got a little bit nervous, but um, but certainly, you know, what both of you said. I think um, the way they set up all don't, over the ground. Don't it yeah. was it to me? It was like uh, chalk and cheese between the two sides. Don't you reckon that's been, except for that quarter and a half uh, against Port Adelaide. Don't you reckon that's been our big win this year? Already seven rounds in, if you if you kind of just said, right, let's take stock right now. And then we sort of do this on a weekly basis on this show. But don't you reckon the big win from Carlton isn't really, um, you know, the kids that are emerging, and even though that is a big win, obviously, and we're finding some players. The big win that has been present, I reckon, most of the time has been that has been the fact that they are buying in to the way that Brendan Bolton and his coaching team want them to set up. And they are. And now, here we are seven weeks in, and there's a sample size here. And these players have won three games, and they're starting to go, you know what, this is working. What oh, this no bloke doubt. is, what, what he wants us to do is working. We're doing what we're being told, mm. and it's working. And what you see as a, as a byproduct of that is this team starting to emerge. They're starting to, they're starting to, you know what the other bloke's going to do. Plowman knows what Marchbank's going to do. Marchbank knows what Alex Silvani's going to do. Ro, they all know what Rowie's going to do. Simo and Doherty are back doing what they do. They all seem to, they're getting to this really nice place. And again, it doesn't mean that we're going to do it against St Kilda, um, but it might. Um, but they all, they're just starting to gel in front of our eyes. This team is starting to grow and emerge and reveal itself to us in front of our very eyes. No, I, I agree. I think, um, again, I'll say that I said it to you before, but um, to let you know the people know that every every time I've, I feel that I'm listening to a Carlton player get interviewed in the rooms or after the game uh, by the media on radio or whatever, I feel like they're all singing from the same hymn book. Mm. I really feel as if uh, the coach is coming out in their words. And that to me means that everyone there actually understands what this coach wants them to do. So when it sounds like Brendan Bolton talking, but it's actually Levi Casbolt talking <laughs> or Rowie talking or Simpson talking or... To me, it sounds like he's really got into their heads and said, listen, I'm going to keep it simple for you, but this is the message that you know you have to convey to everyone. This is the message that you've got to abide by. And it transcribes onto the ground. Mm. What you're saying, Andy, is that they know what each other are starting to understand about each other, where they go, um, you know, what they're supposed to do. I've seen, I saw things on the weekend, you know, little taps, um, little toe taps, uh, handballs over the top, uh, blindfolded over the back that you would normally not really expect that from uh, a Carlton side. I saw Williamson tap one to 
um, Plowman in the middle out to uh, SPS. We got a goal out of that one. There's all these things that I feel that they're, they're taking a risk, been given a bit of a an open play virtually, mm. and just go for it, boys. Go for it. And I felt that there might have been early in the piece we're playing a little bit tight. Mm. Worried about the mistakes. We've all said here on this show that... Even on Saturday? Or you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, I didn't think we played tight on no, the weekend. No, I think no, we, no. Played, we played tight early in the year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think the shackles are just starting because, to break open And that's a what bit. I reckon happens. That's what I reckon's happening. They're starting to understand that it's working. What what they're trying to get us to do is working. And, and now that they get a bit of confidence in that, in, this, in, the, in the plan and the message and their ability to execute, then they start to play footy. Then you start. Then they actually just start to play a bit of football, and um, you know I reckon we saw probably our best fifteen minutes of the season um, for a fifteen minute stretch in the second or third quarter against Sydney. We really started to string some passages of football together, and again it wasn't as pretty. I don't reckon against Collingwood because it was just an, it was an ugly game in between the two arcs. They and us sort of both met each other with the same sort of intent for large parts of the game, but. It's start the game. We're starting to put it together, and um, three wins out of seven. We've said right from the word go that it's not about wins and losses. But you know, we were having a chat before we came on air or started record. We're working just as hard as Adelaide or the G or GWS or the Western. Our, our blokes are turning up to the same training sessions. They're working as hard as the Western Bulldogs blokes are. So good luck to them to get a win for for them. They for them for the for the thirty eight forty blokes who are turning up to train in the senior squad each week. A win for those blokes is bloody important. And to see them go from, you know, 17 on the ladder to 15 on the ladder to 12 on the ladder and see 12 against their name and the percentage getting back up to 80, that's all, that's great. That's their fuel. That's the stuff that they put in their tank that when they go to training the next session, they go, you know what, we're, you know, we're getting some reward for effort here. We've made, as a, you know, we keep reiterating the fact that we made gradual uh, improvement incrementally throughout the season. What I've noticed in the last, well, uh, just as, a, as that first seven rounds is concerned as a whole, we've been really lucky to get continuity into this group of players. We haven't had any serious injury issues. We've been able to basically pick all of our main uh, playmakers without interruption through these first seven rounds. And that is massively important for that chemistry to bind together, to maintain that structure, to maintain the flow and the connection between the various parts of the ground. So we've been really lucky that we've got off to a good start physically, uh, even though we've carried knocks into games and and, uh, had to maintain some sore bodies, blah, blah. But by and large, our main players, especially the back line, have been very solid and been able to maintain their form. And that, that's clearly, you know, we're clearly one of the better rated back lines in the comp already. Um, what, what has happened in the last two weeks is that um, our efficiency has improved out of, the, out, of, you know, out of the bloody roof because it was woeful to start with. We were turning the ball over and breaking chains of football down every second possession almost, and it was mm. so frustrating. And we, we saw a fair bit of that last year as well. And we're all thinking, you know, is this going to happen again? Are we going to have to sort of watch this, watch ourselves butcher the ball and, and basically beat ourselves? But you you watch uh, the last two weeks and the efficiency has actually really improved. Now, whether that's the opposition and 
probably sw- uh, Sydney gave us a bit more of the ground than they would normally give opposition last week. But I think Collingwood maintained a reasonable amount of pressure on us on Saturday, and we were we were able to control the game. It's especially from the contested side of things from mm. from ball one. We we controlled contested possession and possession of the ball and maintained the major part of the game from the first bounce uh, on Saturday. Uh, and we were the guys making play. It was co- it was Collingwood coughing up the ball and mm. breaking down their chains. So. That was excellent from the efficiency point of view. And the icing on the cake was the emergence of two or three playmakers, you know, SBS in particular, who we'll elaborate on later, who had the ability to turn defence into attack in a single move uh, with with incisive possession. Now, that, that type of thing we have lacked for mm. years. Mm. And we've just seen glimpses of what great footballers or potential, you know, we don't want to say he's a great footballer yet, but that type of football represents great you know, footballing ability. That type of football is the difference between an ordinary and a good team because suddenly you're in defence and 30 seconds later you're kicking a goal. Mm. And that's that's brilliant, you know. That's the sort of thing that we're we're moving into now, and whether we can maintain it's another thing, but it's a sign of things to come, I think. He, um, we should talk about him now that you brought him up. I mean, he's last week. You know, we were told that it was a, literally a toss of the coin. Not that these things are the be all and end all, but you like a bit of recognition. I think it would be important for the recruiting team to know that the players they're bringing into the football club are getting identified by you know the panel of judges who um, assess the best of the eligible young players in the competition through the rising star process. I was told last week that it was literally, literally a toss of the coin between Petrescu Seaton and Marchbank. Literally a toss of the coin. I thought Willow was stiff. Well, he's another one who's surely got to be on the short list. So if it was, if what I'm being told is true, and you, you, you might even know this by the time you're listening to the podcast, given the fact that we're recording this on sun, late on a Sunday night, um, he has to get nominated this week, which means back-to-back nominations for Steve Silvani and his team and the individuals that they're picking, which, you know, it's shit. It's been a long, few and far between at Carlton for our young players to be seen and considered to be in the elite crop of young players coming through in the competition. And these are the, this, all this is is identifying players who are going to be, you know, frontline um players in whatever position they might be in the, in the years to come, rising stars. Well, God, if we walk away from round six and seven with Marchbank round six and Petreski seat in round seven, and surely he gets the nod this week, uh, I haven't seen an el- another eligible player um, who's been better than him, and even, even close to him this week, 20-odd and two, and he has to get it. That's no, that's just another one of those another little steps and a little pat on the back and a little flipping of the bird to all the naysayers and doubters and critics at the start of the year who said the list is shit house, the players they've brought in are rubbish, uh, they're stocked up with the wrong types. Um, I know Marchbank's probably fits Marchbank probably fits the category of that. Petrescu Seaton's different because he's a mm. fresh new face coming in from this year's from last year's draft. But you know, it just tells everybody to back off, and this and it shows that this the people who are pulling the strings at this club now know what they're doing. They actually do know what they're doing. They're probably doing a pretty good job, I would have thought. <laughs> I think they're probably doing a pretty good job. We know they're doing a good job. 
Yeah. You know, it's not it's not really rocket science now. I mean, you look at it, and I think we played every player from last year's picks except for Kerr has had a run this year, uh, and they were not high picks. No, nope. you know, they were picks from forty and beyond. So it's not you know people can't say that oh yeah but he was a number one pick or he was a he was pick sixteen or no actually they'll pick you know forty forty one and above mm. so three of them now as for last year's draft uh, with all the Silvanis and the Kerno and, yep. and, and all that crop I think everyone's had a game except uh, H H he's the only one that hasn't had a game yet uh, or Cunningham got a few games last year mm. a little bit slow to get get moving this year but you know. I mean, there are people backpedalling too now in the media about our oh, list. You, you go uh, on. You must well, be, yep. yeah. Um, you know, on today's footy show on Channel 9, um, we all know what Lloyd and Corns said about us uh, a few weeks back. And that's okay. I mean, I think, we've got to, to be fair, everyone's got an opinion. Mm. And that's fine. They're in the media. They have to have an opinion. It might not, might not be a right one. Uh, but or they a could smart have, one. Or a smart one. Well, yeah, exactly. That's that's more to the point, I think. It wasn't a smart thing to say at the time. Now, today he's come out and basically said he was horribly wrong about our list. Horribly wrong on the show today. And Corns backed him up. Now, so good on, I, good on I, I, I'm going to say good on Lloydie for coming out and admitting the mistake. Um, I know there's a lot of people out there would love me to uh, give him another grinding. I'm not going to because, of, you know... I'm not going to because the bigger man admits the mistake, mm. right? And he's come out and said it. So now I think we just drop that now from now on. I think it's fair to say that we just drop that. Yeah, good point. I yep. Think, um, yep. Uh, yeah, so good on him for saying it. And let's let's move on. All so of us. just while we're yeah, doing some media stuff, uh, last week we talked about, well, I did. I brought up a couple of things that Tom Brown from Seven had said about Carlton and, you know, uh, whispers that he'd heard about disenchantment and discontent, and a couple of things he said about Dale Thomas, which um, you know we stand by everything we said. But I, in on the way through, I said that he had said that players were disgruntled. What he said was that people were disgruntled with the way that Brendan Bolton was, um, you know, setting the team up to play. So uh, Tom, for the misunderstanding and the misrepresentation of players, the people we put on the public record, uh, or I do that, I said. People instead of players, um, so uh, players instead of people. So uh, we acknowledge that as well. But but Tom, we're not going to apologise for the Thomas thing. Well, he's not in our best twelve, so it's no. just as simple as that. No, he wanted um, us to apologise. So, but can we, we just can we just say about just one thing on Thomas? Um, and uh, in fact, there's a couple of things that I want to talk about regarding Daisy. But we, I think we. We want to see these young kids play, right? We, well, I think we're keen to see these games get into these kids. Um, and I think they, want to, they, being the match committee, want to um, get games into these kids when they warrant selection. Mm-hmm. The team that was picked last week with the two injuries, Fisher and Silvani, going out, it would, have been, uh, it would have been understandable. It would have been a fair cop, I reckon, had they said, well, Cunningham, you come back. And maybe Paulson, you come back in. But they didn't do that because the kids the week before were okay, but they weren't knocking the door down for selection. So what they did, they rewarded Sam Kerridge for three weeks of you know very good football at VFL level, and they rewarded Dale Thomas for a BOG performance. Yep. They picked the blokes who deserve to be picked. They didn't pick the young guys because they, they're giving them a fast track, um, and it's a youth policy and all that. They, there is a merit-based selection policy going on here at Carlton, and 
we talk about harmony and everyone being on the same page and players playing, you know, happy and all that sort of stuff. That is the only way it can work. That is the only way it can work. That if you pick players based on merit and then everybody that gets in, anyone who's not in the side can't be unhappy about it. And everyone that is in knows they're in the side for the right reason. So I dipped my lid to them for, they could have easily gone past Thomas if they wanted to last week. And they could have easily gone past Kerridge at selection and picked someone else, but they didn't. And I don't know whether you guys, you know, it's come to pass that we win the game. So great. But when you saw the side selected, were you okay with the two that came in yeah. to replace the two that went out? Yep. Yeah, I was. Yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely. It, it, Come on, keep it. It's <laughs> funny in the background. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I, I think that the the very easy, <laughs> simple uh, solution is to have it, keep it simple. So, what you said, if they're playing well on the twos, yep. you play them. Um, look, if there was if there was a situation when no one played well on the twos, and you needed a certain type in the ones, then you might go with a kid who you think could actually fill that role, yeah. Mm. Uh, no, I, I was happy with it. Um, well, Thomas had a, a, let's be honest, he had a very, very good game. Um, and Kerridge didn't have a great game, but I think one of his attributes on the weekend was that he wasn't getting the ball, but he still contributed. He had nine tackles, so nine tackles. Perfect. Is, that's that's a contribution. Perfect. You know, and dispossessed the ball, yep. so... Oh, again, I'm not going to say he had a, a you know huge numbers in, in possession, but there, you know, there'll be people out there saying, "Oh, he, he needs to be dropped and whatever." Well, let's just leave it to them, you know, leave it to them on Thursday night, and and we'll come up with a side to to take on St Kilda, whatever it may be. You know, there wasn't. I'll tell you now. I'll, I'll, we'll speak about it afterwards. Anyway, what was that the Rezies? Okay, you do that towards the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're talking about. The, the building of the team. And again, you guys just chuck, I feel like I always set the thing here, but you, Jenny, you guys st- chuck stuff in. But we talk about team and the building of this and the development of it. And you see little things on the way through. When Thomas, you know, chucked the big dummy and left Goldsack, you know, splattered on the ground in his wake and had the two bounces and kicked the sealer, which was probably the sealer. Did you see the way they reacted to that? Did you see the way his teammates reacted yeah. to that? Oh, enormous. Oh, my God, mate. It's enormous. It was a big moment in the game. It was a big moment in the game. That added added to the to the goal. It was worth two goals Mm. in a way. You know, like it was, it was a key moment in the game. Bloody hell! It was actually the only goal we kicked in the last quarter. But you know, he he kicked one goal too. Jeez, he capped off what was probably the best passage of play for the day. Mm. SBS. (laughs) He just gathered the ball inside the defensive fifty meter line, turned on a thrippence. He's kicked the 45-metre pass out to the wing, and it was before Collingwood even turned around to see where the ball was, Daisy had it in his hands running in the open goal. It was, yeah. uh, you know, the dummy was beautiful. <laughs> It was, the, it was vintage Thomas. So that's what like, it was. It was like watching a Spanish bullfighter, you know, with a... <laughs> I told you. Olay! Exactly. Olay! And the, if the crowd had responded in that way, it would have been even better. But, uh, uh, oh, it was just beautiful. Uh, I told you he comes out with these now and again. <laughs> but they... you got a lot of love on Twitter for your weederings, like oh, a shark. Yeah, the shark. Um, the yeah, shark, yeah. They like that one. But the fact that they got to into a man... Oh, this is the stuff, like, you know... Bags, you and I have talked about this for a we long time. We celebrated every goal again. Get on the weekend, every goal that was kicked, whether it was Levi, whether it was uh, Gibbs, whether it was Graham, whoever it was, every goal we kicked was celebrated. Mm. And 
they know, well, they know every goal we kick is, you know, we do it tough. It's big. We do do it yeah. tough. We haven't been over 100 points all year. So every goal we kick, we know that we need to keep, keep the opposition down to a minimum to actually get a win. Yeah, because well, that, we're, not, we're not the side that's going to kick 120 that's points. That's clearly the basis of their game plan yeah, at the moment. at the moment. And that's, and that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I think um, we need another, we need an, another key forward. Uh, down the track, and that'll come. But at the moment, you play to your strengths, and our strength is that our defence is solid. Our midfielders on the weekend were prepared to do the hard yards. I felt that Murphy's game was brilliant, mm. uh, but I felt he did did a lot of damage behind the, the, the middle of the ground. Now, I don't know if you guys sort of thought that too, but I, I felt that he did a lot of damage. Like He, he created, but Backwards of centre. Oh, they're using you. I think they're using you brilliantly. Yeah. I think they're using you brilliantly. I don't I, no, I, I think the setup, setup. Mm. You know, then you know they are very aware of the possibility of Greenwood being uh, a, a, a being in his bonnet yeah. early, and they yeah. were into Greenwood early. They wanted to niggle and let him let him know that they were watching him. Yep. Gibbs and the like were pushing and shoving. Yeah, they're they, getting in. They're making sure don't fall on top of our blokes. Mm. Don't mm. start. Driving your knees into yeah. your tackles, all that. Business. Start the little crap. It's not, yeah. it's not on. We're watching what you're doing. Don't yep. try and hurt us. Yep. And I think that all settled down pretty quickly because uh, you know it was we were we were getting our hands on the ball early and they they had to just chase tail early. They yep. weren't doing much, so that was great. And Murph led the way. He was yep. he was in doing the hard yards early and set the scene pretty early on him and Cripps and. And I think he's. Bat- even Bryce, I, I, Bryce I think he's great. battling something. I think he's battling something with the knee. Um, he started the game off with no bandage whatsoever. Came out in the second half with a bandage just under the knee. Saw him in the rooms. He looked as if he just had a little bit of a limp. Mm. You know, if but and his second half wasn't as good as the first half, but still he got important touches. That I just reckon the second half at the moment he's just feeling it a little bit. I don't, I don't know what he actually's got, but I reckon that break. Um, I would say the week before the oh, break. Oh, he's got the knee. He's got oh, the he's knee. Got the sure. knee. He's got the knee. He nearly, but, yeah, remember, yeah. But what is it? Uh, the mini, the meniscus. Yeah, what do you do with that? Probably pinched it, pinched cartilage. Yeah, it's right. just got it's gonna flare up every now and again. No. But you know, I think they use. Look, we talked about him in pod one when we said, "What do we want from Murph?" And, and I think we all agree oh, that we, yeah. we didn't want him... He's responded big time. We mate. didn't want he's him under... a massive seven or six or seven He's weeks. been fantastic, he's mate. Su- he surprised me how effective and and uh, bullish he's been inside this year. But he, but it's been a different sort of inside, yeah, I reckon. It hasn't yeah, been it, has. yep. it hasn't been waiting under the feet of the big blokes and then being first hands on the footy. It's mm. He's been a bit different. This It's kind of like he's been a bit more... Oh, you need to go back through his tape and have a real good look at it. No, I, I know reckon. what you're saying. He's been more of the second or third hand. That, I think the, this know? comes back to being well coached. And of course and, it does. You know, they've got a midfield coach, and and they know their roles. Like Cripps will get his hands on it and maybe dish out the little handball, and maybe that's where Murphy comes into no it. No doubt right it there. is, mate. No doubt it is. And that's exactly how he should be used. He shouldn't be doing what Paddy Cripps does. Exactly. He can't do it in the modern game. He cannot. Cripps can. Cripps can. Can I just say one thing about him? And you know, I hear people. I hear people going, "Oh, yeah, Cripps. You know, he's he's yeah, he's going all right. He's you know, he's, but but it's not quite the Paddy Cripps that it was last year. Um, he had no preseason. 
I remember talking to somebody at Carlton. Let's not forget that. He had no preseason. I remember talking to somebody at Carlton in about the middle of January, and they were then at the time speaking that, yeah, round four, five or six, I reckon we'll get him back in if everything goes okay from here. So that was what they were thinking back then, that he was going to have a late start to the season um, and that, you know, he was was going to cobble his way through and they were going to get some time into him before they, you know, brought him back into the senior side. Well, he was there round one. He turned up day one for work. Mm. And he had no preseason. Him, he had no him, preseason. Him and SBS, of course, have been. It's like a, a, an eighth wonder of the world situation here that they've actually managed to start the year and had that continuity I was talking about to get to round seven. And now they're getting to the point where they've got a base of fitness. Exactly, them, exactly, you know? mate. Yep. Uh, it's a remarkable effort to do what they've done, but now we're seeing the benefits of that fitness. I know? just want to bring someone up on that point, someone that I didn't think was going too well the first three weeks, and I think uh, mentioned it, and I was a little bit worried about him. Uh, Ed Kerno, oh. in the last two weeks, oh. he's been a bull right in the arena. He's like, he's the Crips. He, 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 does, he does what Crips does. You know, on the weekend, I watched him closely and he was under every pack. Yep. He was smashing blokes left, right and centre. <laughs> he he was. was doing all the hard yards and got possession. Uh, did he kick? No, I don't think. He didn't kick nah, goal on the weekend. Week. He didn't kick goal. But you know what? He did all that hard stuff that he was there saying, right, Cripper does it, I'm doing it, mm. and he does do it. And I reckon he's the, he was the type that early in the year, he just needs one, two, three under the belt, and he's away now. Mm. He's away. Like, he... He's one of DK Weir's specials that'll just... <laughs> yeah. he, he'll, he'll just keep going yeah. for the rest of the year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he will. He will. He won't go out to pasture. He'll, he'll be in... It, well, I know Scotty Pendlebury hates him. He, he doesn't... He never wants to see Kerno again. Mm. He doesn't. Kerno... He, he, Both Kernos have got massive engines. Oh, massive engines. And it's not, It's probably no surprise or coincidence that with Ed you know, starting to work his way back into the sort of form that he's been in in the last couple of years mm. and developing into that really oh. good play. Charlie's yeah. maybe off the Big Brother's coattails a bit. I mean, again... He can play. Mate, but he's, it's more than he can play. He he's, can play. He's put the three weeks together now. Yep. Yep. But he's... But he, he puts, sent the be- he sent the be- set the benchmark and yep. he knows that's where he has to play from now yeah. on, I reckon. He, God, he's good looking too. <laughs> Jesus. He, he's more than just a player though, I reckon. He's more no. than that. Oh, he's, yeah. he's got a bit of... There's a bit of presence about Wait him Wait till now. he starts taking those grabs on the weekend. Oh, you, you saw him, didn't you? Yeah, he was there. He was up he was there. How many yeah. times did he contest against two? Plenty of times. And he, he, and he never, halves the he contest. He halves the contest now, every time. I, I, I'm going I'm to bring something up. We haven't spoken about any, any uh, negative things tonight, I don't think. But Levi, his second quarter was driving me insane. Insane, giving away, away the free, giving away the free oh, kicks, yeah, yep, yep. and what you just said, Gex, about not halving the contest. Levi, you're big, you're a big boy, right? And you've been going magnificently well. That second quarter was driving a lot of people nuts because instead of giving away the free kick, try to halve the contest, bring it to the ground, like bloody, you know, they took two grabs on him, out muscled him yeah, twice. Yep. And two or three, or at least three occasions, gave the free kicks away. Now, that's the negative of Levi. Came back the next quarter and kicked two big goals on the left, a snap and a mark. So, 
He had an indifferent day. I wouldn't say he had a very special day, but he hit the scoreboard, which is great. Uh, it gives Cruiser the chop out in the ruck. But that second quarter, I was getting extremely frustrated with him. And, and exactly what you said, Gex. And, you know, if you're going to be that type of player and you're not in the greatest of positions to take the grab, you've got to halve the contest. Mm, mm. Don't go back to your no. bad old habits, yeah. Levi, because I, we've seen that before. That's when... That's when you're out of form. That's when you get a bit sooky and you get, you know, the, the, the body language starts drooping down. If if you're if you find yourself stationary and guys are pushing and shoving you before the ball even gets kicked to you, you either cop it and don't retaliate or you get on your bike and move because, seriously, you're better than that. And you've hit this part of your form where you don't go backwards from here. This is this is where you wanted to be all your life. Don't go backwards, mate. They're good words, and uh, I'm sure we'll be listening to it and probably nodding in agreement. Uh, can I just say one thing about <laughs> that, uh, while we're on the Casbolt and the negatives? And it's probably the only negative that I had out of it. I made a note to myself, uh, I don't know what time it was in the second quarter. It wasn't about the free kicks, but I thought we were way too Casbolt conscious. Um, and... I don't know whether it was a, a byproduct of two things. One, that he's – or maybe three things. One, that he's been in good form, so we want to get the ball to him. Two, there was no Jack Silvani sort of, you know, that sort of half a kick away from him to take the 30 instead of us just offering the 50, made a kick. Um, and I don't reckon Weedering had – he couldn't quite find – yeah, He couldn't find yeah. the rhythm and the space and the movement that he had the previous week. It was a, it was a different game. There wasn't as much space for him to work up the ground into um, in around that sort of 40 to 60 out from, from goal. So he, he – I'm sure he was trying to do that. And he got off the chain a bit mm. in the second half, but not nearly as much. So our forward line in terms of that wasn't functioning – as well this week as it did last week. Yeah, yeah. a lot of our goals came from uh, running goals, crumb goals. There wasn't a lot. We took 11 marks inside 50, but I'm not sure with the statistics exactly how many we kicked from marks to goal. Yeah, they wouldn't were, have been they many. Went back to their fairly static ways again. The forward line, and they yeah. were kicking deep to the square again. It was yeah. a little bit predictable. Whether mm. that was by well, the only two times uh, I remember, choice. I remember uh, Graham getting one short and kicking the goal in the third. And that was big too. For, that was big for Nicky. Yeah. Like to kick the goal. He had a good him, game. I thought he had another good game. He had another yeah, good yeah, game. Yeah, and yeah. again, adds that a little bit of dimension. Uh, I think I remember uh, um, some lesser likes going in the middle. Uh, carriage with Kerno and Graham at a bounce down. I think it was actually with Casbolt. So that's a that's a... Gonna I'm going to say it, but I'm going to say it. That that on paper looks it's a, weak, yeah, it's a, but it's a big they won the they actually won the um, the clearance. Yep. So that gives them confidence. Oh, I'd be showing that and say, listen, boys, you can do it. You can do it. Right, we're going to invest in you. You can do it from time to time. So don't think that. Well, I've said I've been guilty in the past of saying that our second uh, our second um, tier of midfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But now uh, against. The Gold Coast, I was very critical that we only had four players getting inside 20 possessions, mm. uh, 20 and above, and I think they had about eight, nine that week. Well, the last two weeks, we've had eight and nine players get 20 possessions plus, and they're all your, your stocks, not your stock standards, but they're all players now that are, are, are running through the midfield and getting a bit more of it. And with that comes confidence. The more they grab the pill, the more they say to themselves, 
I can do this. Spot on. Plus, mm. plus the efficiency is up, which means less, it's been massive. Less effort involved in those possessions. I agree. I agree. You the last two together. weeks we've got up to seventy-seven and seventy-five percent efficiency. Mm. You if you them look together. at it early in the early in the year, it was, oh, it was. It was average. I think it was under 70%. We've lifted that 5 7% in efficiency, and you're right. It makes things easier. It just – when you're turning the ball over, right, when you're turning the ball over, you're working double as hard. Mm, sure. Uh, your uh, – what's that thing they put on the back of their neck? GPS. Correct. I knew that. Uh, it, honestly, that's why they – when they're running, and it's not uh, you're running for no reason, you know you're chasing tail because of a mistake, it kills you. Mm. It absolutely kills you. We've tidied that up in the last couple of weeks, and I think um, again, you know, people say that you know how are we going to fix this? Get him out of the side. No, they get on the track and they work harder. They um, support each other. Coaches down there show them what to do. They show them vision. So we've got this nucleus of players down there that that can do these things, and they're just starting to show it. Oh, I'm extremely happy for them at the moment, not just for supporters, but I'm happy for them that they're getting a little bit of reward for a lot of hard work. Spot on. Before we get too far away or forget about the Casbolt stuff, I'll ask you two a question. Do you think we're? Do you think we need? Another forward option, along with, not the same, instead of, I'm saying along with Levi. Are we, at a, are we getting to a point now where, you know, in the next couple of weeks, I don't know whether Eddie had the right place to do it against the side like St Kilda, but do we need another target um, deeper alongside Casbolt, other than Casbolt? Do we need someone else? Do you, or are we okay? Is the balance okay at the moment? I, I, th- I think... I think Charlie is close to taking some nice grabs. Yeah. I really reckon he's really close to taking some good grabs. So I think and Weedering is a bit hot and cold at the moment. So Weedering both is of the them key lead Weedering is the key to Yeah. That. Both of them lead up to the wings, uh, which is good options for us. That's great. But we also need them to run back and be the you know, the bloke in that thirty out that takes the grab. Oh, look, it's I, okay. I, I'm not, I, I wouldn't be too worried about it. At the moment, I think we've got to... You're going to get your games where you, you kick six or seven from marks inside 50. Yep, yep. You're going to get your games where it's not working. And look, the ones that really break open the game are the running goals. We know that. You've played the game. What brings the crowd alive is the ones that run through 50, bang it in, and it's a goal. Or the crumbing goal. They're the ones that really get everything going your way. So much so that you get the opposition get a bit worried and all of a sudden they're looking at each other and then you can start getting some marks inside 50 and change it up a little bit. It's all about getting the balance right the balance, here, the balance, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not yeah. Look, I think the three-pronged attack there at the moment is... It's okay. Uh, Jack, Jack, mm. Jack's, Jack probably, Jack Silvani out. He's he's been emerging. Yeah, and he, and he, yeah. So, yeah. No, look, I, I, there was just it was just it yeah. Was, well, look, it was if, frustrating if, yeah, me on yeah, Saturday. I, I know what you're saying. It was if just he was in, me on if he was in, he would have got opportunities. Yeah, no it, doubt. exactly. And exactly. he may have played the Smets McCoy- role. Does he? Did he play the Smets role? 
Smets is more outside 50. How did, um, how did Mackay and Kerr and Jax look in the twos on the weekend? Oh, well, Jax plays down back, okay, so, so but he had, look, he had his best game for the year. He got about 20 possessions. He looked good. Uh, we played a very tall side, but seven blokes over six foot four played in that side on today, so really tall side. Now, Kerr and Mackay wasn't a good game for them today because we ended up with nine goals on the board. It was a really defensive game. It was, again, played like the, the ones. It was played between the arcs. It was hard for them to get a lot of um, possession, but... Oh, look, they're, they're certainly your marking forwards, but Kerr's not ready yet. And Mackay, well, I'm going to say it, Andy. You brought him up. I believe Mackay is the type of player that is not... Um, he's not liking... Well, it's not working for him in the twos, right? That's what I believe. I believe that he's got two and three going up against him all the time. He's getting tugged. He's he's getting ignored because he's probably got blokes that don't really see the option quick enough. And they go to the pockets. They go for the handball over the top instead of seeing that he's... Oh, I saw today on three occasions, he was on his own, led beautifully. They ignored him, right? That That's, to me, is it's... He must be getting frustrated. Mm. He is definitely the player. If you threw him in the ones next week, right, I'm telling you now that I believe he's the type of player that could actually uh, enjoy and cherish cherish the opportunity to play uh, in an open game of footy. I reckon he is the type of bloke that you could definitely bring in and he's not a twos player. I don't know if that makes any I sense know, whatsoever. I know, I know what Maybe explain a little bit better than what I'm trying to say, Andy, but I, 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 I believe he's a ones play, player. Some players play better uh, when they're in better company. They like, just, they just I'll, I'll it. put it simple to the people who are trying to listen here and try to think, what the hell is he talking about? I don't reckon he's ever going to kick your six or seven or eight in the twos. It, it, just simply the way they play. Mm. He's not going to kick that big bag and all of a sudden everyone says, oh, beauty, Mackay's here next week. No. I think they would be reasonably happy with how he runs his opponent into the ground. Like, he's moving around heaps. He runs all right. He gets up the ground. He, he took a few grabs. He, look, he wasn't hopeless. He and he, I think he kicked. He might have kicked two. I think by memory, just I'm not the one. I reckon, but yeah. just the one was yeah, it? Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. So. Well, I reckon that they would look at him closely and say, "Yeah, you're not getting out on your own. You're not kicking your four or five, but we know you're working your ass off." Mm. Last week against North Coburg, I thought he played a bit prima donnerish. I didn't like his game against North Coburg. I thought he was too worried about getting into Blake's faces. Against who? North Coburg, isn't it? North is Coburg. It, is it called North, North Coburg? 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 It's just, just Coburg, is it? Coburg, I think. Oh, the burgers. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't like his game last yeah. week, but I thought his game today was a lot better with without the uh, goals and yeah, the no, possessions. Uh, he, he can certainly be a type that I just reckon he'll be better when he comes in the ones. They'll, they, they'll know when he's ready. Okay. Um, question without notice. We don't know whether this should be a segment, but what was your favourite? Was there one favourite moment from the game? Mm, I'll spring uh, it on you. Was there a favourite? Yeah. Go oh, on, yeah. Go on. Oh, definitely. Two weeks in a row. Alex Silvani. A favourite moment? A favourite moment? A moment. Alex Silvani. With, with a rundown and chase. Absolutely. Hoskin Elliott. Absolutely, How mate. good was that? It was huge, mate. How good was that? You know, this guy, uh, delisted Andy, 
Was he another D-listed player from Frio? Uh, yeah. Another D-list, another, another, yeah, hack, another, um, hack, yep, another yep. hack D-list that can't play. You know he grew up barracking for Carlton. Too, I know right? that. I know, I know that. Well, he was a Silvani, mate. What do you expect? But anyway, like, the rundown, oh, it wasn't a rundown, but he got um, uh, the Swans player in the two, uh, Jacks, was his name? Was his name Jack? Oh, Brandon Jack. Brandon Jack yep, last yep, week. Yep, yep. And this week gets Hos- Hoskin Elliott. He can move. That's what, he's, that's what he gets paid he for. He can move Hoskin Elliott. For, and he just kept going and going and going. And when he ripped him down, you just thought, oh, my God. That, that to me, oh, mate, I was up out of my chair. Yeah. I just loved it. That was a good moment. If I could just quickly just think of one, that was the one for me. That was it for me. That's what I was hoping you'd say. Weedering kicks a goal as a result. It's so great when a defensive act... Uh, an act of desperation and a one percenter like that, even though that was deserved to be called, deserves way more than one percent. When that leads to a goal, when those things lead to a goal, mm. then momentum shifts. Oh, mm. just fills the group with, I don't even know what the right word is, but it just all the positive um, energy they get from seeing that he has been flawless, flawless, mate. In two weeks, he has not made a mistake. No, no. no he's been fantastic. He's been amazing. Like I can't, I actually, I'm, I'm actually a bit surprised. How oh, it's a fantastic inclusion, and coming up against the Saints this week, it's a very, very big yeah, inclusion. Yes. So those forwards have got a hold. Yes. Of well, Rewalt won't play this week. Rewalt won't play. No, this but week. he's not the one. No, no, no. So he's it's not, it's be, the other two. Bruce is just going. So if you're on Bruce and he's Mem- ten, ten members, member he's going all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. he's the one. And the other one. Well, McCartney. We're going to find out. You'll we'll know by the time you listen to it probably whether he's been reported. And rubbed out in the, in the Oh, series. really? Mm. Yeah, know yeah, no, there's a chance he Can, might get, yeah. Uh, okay. Just oh, there's two, two or three other moments. Please. Are we allowed to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Petrevsky Seaton. Mm. Oh, which one? From from uh, the MCG members' wing. Right in front of me. It was under my nose, mate. You, you tell the people about it. No, you tell No, you tell them. No, you tell You're a better storyteller than me. No, Go your hardest. Oh, mate. Looked inside, bang, straight into the Gibbs. That was a dart. It was a dart that just hit him, and the there's I reckon there's very few in the league that can do that. It's a, mate, he's got gifts. He's got he's got a mm. his ability to see things in traffic, in the traffic. Yeah, mm. that's like what Juddy used to do. That sort yeah. of thing, you know, yeah. like the ability to see peripherally, peripherally yeah. outside of the congestion, and and just know where people yeah. are. You know, it's awesome. Gibbs's goal, yeah, good, good. Oh, good. That, See, see that I've given Bryce more credence this week with less possessions because they were effective. I agree. And what did we say? Podcast one. We don't want you getting thirty-five no. and torching seventeen of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd rather you get twenty quality. And he, he. I think. Did you write down his efficiency? It was. It was, it was over eighty. Yeah, wasn't it? it was the assists and Massive. the goal. That, that that's the stuff. Like it was fantastic. And he goal, was back mate. to hitting his targets and yeah. not just. He did a couple of those. Yeah, but right. that's all right. That's all right. That's fine. Sometimes you've got no choice. That's fine. You've got no choice. You've got to go quick. But the other one was the tackle inside 50 oh, that dispossesses the ball. And, you know, SPS jumps on it mm. and jags oh, it. Yeah, was that yeah. the first goal? The, mm, the little dribbler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it came on the back of yeah, a, tackle. a tackle from Gibbs. Yep. He just willed himself. So he's been... He's playing bloody consistent. No, I, I liked his game. He's playing. Yeah. We said it last week, and we'll say it again. He's playing the right way. He's just playing. Mm, he's mm, playing a mm. selfless team role. He's playing a team game, and again, 
know, I know you said what you said last week about him, you know, saying I'm here for the term of the contract and whatever, but we'll wait and see what happens there. We'll wait and see. But while he's at the club, we, we said this, just, just do what we need you to do. Just do what my, the team my, needs you my, to do. My, my latest frustration with Bryce, uh, and, and it was put to bed on the weekend, is that he's got class. He's got the ability to use the ball well, and he hasn't been recently, mm. but he did on the weekend. And now, like, a, a, a number of players have raised the bar in efficiency in the last two weeks, and he was one of those guys. It makes such a difference. Mm. Mm. And now that he's found that form by foot, he's got to keep doing it. I want to see him kick his one or two a week now, not miss that easy one he missed in the bloody first half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, yeah. let's do it. Let's yeah. let's let's cause some havoc out there. We can do that. If, can if I take umbrage on what well. the Collingwood coach said oh, at love his you press too. conference? Yeah, no, I'd like you to. Yep, yep. What, Gex, what do you reckon about the coach, uh, Buckley, uh, stating that um, the you'd be blind if you didn't realise that the three games in in um, 12 days took an effect. Well, I take umbrage to that because I'll tell you why. First point, they've never, ever let anyone else in on the Anzac Day game, right? They want that game Mm -hmm. with Essendon. They're the only two that want it. Well, you know what? They can have it. But it comes at a price. Now, the game against Geelong, they didn't complain about having a a four-day break or whatever it was, and they won the game. But now they're blueing because they come up against us and we spoil the party. So all of a sudden now it's a problem. Well, I'll give you a little fact. The fact is that five minutes to go in the third quarter, we get to a game high of 36 points in front. We win the game by 23. Who finished the game better, them or us? I suggest they finished the game much better than us, right? We were hanging on and hanging on and hanging on because we don't know quite now exactly how to finish teams off, Right. That's just going to come with experience. But to use the three games in 12 days, right, because they lost the game, they go in $1.30 favourites where 75% of people say they're going to win the game, that's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. No, I'm with you. It was I, a cheap out. I know, I know he also admitted the same old skeletons in the closet that have been costing them throughout the year. And that is the real reason because they have no cohesiveness, chemistry. Hmm. They can't execute what... I don't know if they even understand what they're trying to execute. But how many times did you see them on the weekend get the ball into possession mm. when it was in dispute? They picked the ball up in possession and then they looked up and they had... they. It was like the spotlight, the, the rabbit in the headlights. They looked up and they thought, well, who am I kicking it to? Hang on. I feel no, no one there. feel no sympathy for them. They're the ones that made the call on Travis Cloak, right? They, they made the call on Travis Cloak. They're the ones who have a forward line, two key forward targets, who are a nine-year-old kid who's just not ready to play that role yet, yeah. um, Darcy Moore. Playing the and the other one, the other one, and I, I talked about this today on SEN, and the more I think about it, the more I think Collingwood, blame no one but yourselves. Mason Cox, how many games of footy has Mason Cox played in the VFL. Now, I, I don't know the answer to that. It's not very Five many. Five or six. Not very many. Is that right? He's Five an American who needs to play a shitload of football in the VFL to get his head around how to play AFL football. They've thrown him in as a key forward target um, without 
the requisite experience or game no. sense or game knowledge. They have no one to blame but themselves for asking that of, make, um, of Mason Cox. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. If it's actually, you know what it is? It, it's really dumb. If he's not going to clunk... really dumb. If he's not going to clunk eight marks a game... Which he can't do, Which mate. he can't do, what is the point of I, having I don't him know. out there? I don't know. There okay. is no point. So we're, we're not even associated with Collingwood and we can see that. So don't go telling us, don't go putting out there in the public domain that the reason we got rolled was the point that Bagsy brought up, that oh, we were fatigued because our workload... Um, don't go when there are that many other reasons that were in your own hands. Mason Cox being one, the list changes you've made and not bringing in key position talent, the investing in Chris Main, which is going to become one of the greatest jokes <laughs> in the history, and the money you're spending on him. Good luck to you, Chris. Um, but but they were the ones who made the call on Levi Greenwood on this week this weekend. They are the ones that had Greenwood take Selwood to the cleaners the previous week, and they didn't bite the bullet and say, "Right, I just go with Mark Murphy, or just go with Bryce Gibbs, or just go." That was you, Collingwood. That that was your decision in the coach's box. So I'm with you, and I, I wasn't going to go there. I'm glad you did. But it just takes away. It it, it takes yeah, away. I thought it did. It's an excuse, and it, and it and it takes the credit away from the from where the credit is due, and that is the other blokes in the other coaches' box, who pulled your pants down, pulled your pants down. Not only from a coach's perspective, but if you, we haven't got any Collingwood supporters listening to this, I'm sure. You put your list alongside ours, Collingwood supporters. Put your young players alongside ours, and let's see who's going to be where in four or five years. Right here, right now, I am so confident in the head-to-head just v Collingwood that we are so much better placed. Than, they don't know where they're at. They don't know where, Daniel Wells three years at four hundred, Chris Main three years at four hundred. Give me a spell. Out we are doing it the right way. They live in La La Land at Collingwood. Oh, we you know bottom line is playing finals this year. We expect to play finals. It's our one twenty fifth. You know, you know what my favourite numbers are in the. You know what my favourite numbers are right now. Fifty, seventy five, a hundred, and one hundred and twenty five. They're my four favourite numbers on the planet right now, and I can't wait to see him in twenty five years. Bring on the hundred and fiftieth. Ask to play us again on the day of your party, and we'll see what happens then. Ole! <laughs> <laughs> Bloody stiffs they are. Uh, you know um, what my favourite number is? Go on. 17. That's our next premiership. <laughs> <laughs> Righto. Um, you've mentioned uh, a couple of bikes in the twos before we get to our votes. Anything else we need to know from the VFL today? Uh, yeah, definitely. The VFL, our best player from a list point of view, from Carlton point of view, would be uh, uh, David Cunningham. I felt he was good. he was really, really good. Again, I've got no idea about you know what they're going to do next week against St Kilda, but we're going to need a little bit of pace. I would have thought, but he's certainly a player. He just uh, he's got some good moves. He attacks the ball really well. Uh, kicked a massive goal from uh, just inside the square. Um, no, he was he was tremendous. Uh, Christian Jacks played his best game for the team this year, but he won't be in next week. Um, Liam Jones. I uh, heard a little bit about Liam Jones today from someone who should know. He's really, really uh, liking the role that he's playing in the twos. Now, unfortunately for him, I doubt whether he'll play that role in the seniors if he gets a game, right? That's the big problem for him. But he says that when he's playing in the forward line, he loses concentration. Mm. He stays in the game from where he's been played in the ruck 
and we didn't play Ruck today because they had they had Gorringe, they had Korchek, they had Phillips, they had everyone. So his roll down back today, uh, he he repelled you know ball after ball after ball. He played really well. Bokehurst played well, but again, these are guys that I'm not quite sure that they're playing well enough to actually get a game. I thought Phillips's game was good in the twos. McCready didn't do a lot, but what he did, he did with class. Where did he play? McCready down back. Down back. Yeah, looked really good. Stavrou didn't play. Didn't play. Didn't play too many Carlton blokes because uh, of Liam really? Sumner. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jesus. Liam Sumner came in. Gus Sheen came in. Can't believe he's back um, so quickly, Sheen. I well, he, he played. Have, he yeah. played. Um, How did Gussie go? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did okay. Did okay. I mean, probably would have got his 12, 14 posies. Doesn't do much wrong. Hits him up. So uh, he's an interesting one. Um, at the moment, it's going to be a hard backline to get into. In front of Tommy Williamson. No, it'd be a hard, hard backline to get. Well, look, he, he could get managed shortly. Andy, Aunt Tommy, could he could get managed? He doesn't look like he needs a spell yet. Though. Well, he could. He yeah, could. Yeah, he will he at could. some he stage, could. but he doesn't look no. like he needs a spell yet. But certainly, I think oh. they're the sort of um, they're the blokes that probably you know played well today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else you want to bring up before we get stuck into the votes? I know you got a few notes here. Have you? Pick them all. Don't go home and not, not you know. I'll just a few on the pros and cons. Yeah, go. I just wanted to add Marchbank. I thought. Got to talk about Marchbank. You have to. Statistically, he's leader. You've got to talk oh, about I was going to wait till I got to my no, votes. You can't wait till the votes because go otherwise, Lukey e. Ryan, he'll be saying, oh, come on, mate. I want the votes. Talk <laughs> about Marchbank now. So go, going, <laughs> oh, in, go, going into. <laughs> Another hack from GWS. <laughs> going into the game, he was leading the comp. <laughs> oh, hey! He was leading the comp with intercept marks. Is that true? Leading oh, into this match? I don't know, but to, <laughs> on the weekend, he took. So, intercept marked oh, after intercept. It was that fantastic. was my understanding that he was leading the comp with intercept marks or there or thereabouts. Maybe wrong when I, I thought I heard that by somebody. Um, but he's, he's won the Rising Star last week, and you might think he's got a head full of himself going into this match. I was worried. He's just about played the oh. best game of the year. I think it was. And oh, mate. He was. His poise, his ability to read the ball. <laughs> And just be at the right place all the time. Folks, this is the amazing. bloke we got for Zach Tui, right? This is the bloke we got for Zach Tui, right? So please, please understand what we get. We get quality. Yeah, he's he's good. So he's good. I just thought, good. you know, he's a, he, he, just, he, he just keeps raising the... And his efficiency... That was the other side of it, which was slightly questionable. Eighty up to something this point. was eighty something. He didn't it? miss almost so, didn't miss a target. So let, I don't know what pod it was. It was pod three, just for whatever. Remember we said, keep going, Marchi. Keep mm. running at him. Keep backing yourself. Don't worry about the mistakes. Don't worry about getting caught with the ball. Keep going because you'll find your range. You, you'll work out. You know, you'll work out the pace of footy at this level, and you'll know. I'm not saying he's there because he's a baby in terms of the sort of level, the numbers of games he's got to play and the minutes he's got to spend before he gets to kind of masterclass type, you know, like established. But he's come on, so, he's come so far in such a short period of time. It's amazing. He hasn't played seven games in a row before at AFL level. Yep. He is growing. In, he's, he's an individual within the team that is growing in front of our very eyes. It's a great point. Ken. He is exactly the player we th- thought and still think that uh, Weedering will be that intercept uh, type of player, is he not? And without Weedering back there, he's just said, well, you don't stay down there, Weeders. 
I've got this under control down here. No doubt. No doubt. No, I, yeah, no, and it means they can be flexible. They can look. Weedering's a luxury at the moment. Weedering is a luxury item because we're we're playing him in in a in a role that is he's not a P role at the moment. He's not mm. one of your he's not one of your key positions. It's giving him time to develop exactly, and and, and we're we're allowing him not to necessarily have to carry the load. He doesn't have to be the main man um, for the time being. The main men right now are Alex Silvani. Sam Rowe, Paddy Cripps, Simo and Doc, and Levi Casbolt and Cruz. Yep. They're the kind of main men, even probably Murph as well. They're the main men. All the other blokes are just, oh, great. We have leaders now. We have mm. this core of yep. leaders who are doing the job, and we can learn. We can do all the stuff around the yep. edges of them. And it's, this is what you need if you're going to. I'm glad you mentioned Cruz. Oh, well, I've got him. He's Every possession was oh, contested. He's, no, he's a ripper, you know what is part of his... Every possession his, contested. You know what's part of his makeup, uh, Especially in big games when it's on the line, it's his second halves. Mm. He finishes so yep. hard. He wills himself. He's he mag- wills he's, himself. He, and that, that is such a sign of determination, leadership, all those fantastic... The goal Gibbs kicked. It was from him, wasn't it? Uh, oh. It was a bounce down in the middle. He followed up. He followed up and got it to Gibbs, and Gibbs uh, eluded the tackle, bounced off someone, and kicked that goal. It was from a bounce down. I think I'm pretty sure yeah, no, it yep. was from Cruz. Yep. He just wills himself to the contest. I, I'm not sure how many tackles he's had. He's oh, I've had, got. You got a few, somewhere. did he? Yeah, uh, four, five, six, something like that. I don't know. Uh, it was a good number. Good number. The big fella. But I'll tell you one thing: seven tackles. Seven the tackles from the big fella, and fifteen contested possessions. You know, and. Does the bulk of the ruck work? Probably got his, would he have got his 20, 30 tap outs or something like that? Yeah, Six th- clearances. Ah, yep, yep, yep. oh, mate. For a, he, for a ruck, he, he's he's got, a ruck rover. We've said got, it from day one that he is the man that just, you want him in there. You want him fit. And, you know, again, he's another one playing with uh, some, something. Otherwise, he wouldn't have that massive bandage on his knee, I wouldn't imagine. But It's probably uh, going to be there forever. Uh, yeah, okay. Go, you know, well, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. a good look. Get rid of all the tape. I don't like all the tape <laughs> on everyone's shoulders and everything too. I like them clean cut. Some of them but, aren't allowed out there without it. No, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, ankles would be an absolute certainty. But he was another one. Just yeah. Can we just... Keep going. Nick Graham. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, Nick Graham, right, when the heat... Remember we said last week that when the heat was on, he wasn't coping all that well in the second half he came in when the when the this week the heat was on early he was right in amongst it i think he took 10 marks for the game yep yep probably got about five tackles and a goal happy for him at at 80 percent i'm happy for him too and i think if he can reproduce that sort of form we said last week that we hope he gets his 15 to 20 that's the type of player he is look he could get his 25 he could have a ball burster and get his 25 but it's what he does with him, and I think two smothers in there too. A smother from Whitey. I know something about Whitey too. I listened to someone at the club say that uh, people out here have been, you know, he's been, he's been the butt of a few jokes, and, and I'm one to put my hand up to say that I wasn't sure whether he'd be there at the end of the year, and I wasn't sure what type of role he plays. He's a role player. No doubt. He's a role player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He ticks boxes that the coaches ask him to do, and he's been ticking them. So if you're like me and you've been on, on his back a little bit, I suggest you lay off because um, nobody gets a game for the Carlton Footy Club 
unless they're ticking boxes at the moment. Okay. No one gets gifted a game. So, and I know for a fact that he's ticking boxes that they're happy with. Brilliant. So let's just one more word on him. Mm. JLT, St Kilda game when we were under 21 side and he played. And he tried to hit bat kicks that he shouldn't be trying to hit. Now those 45s in the corridor. He doesn't do that anymore. He does it eight, nine weeks in the life of a footballer later. Simon White's not trying to hit those kicks. I haven't seen him try to bite off more than he can chew in the last, I don't know, four or five weeks. In fact, maybe in the home and away season regular. I I haven't seen him overreach as an individual. And that's and important. That's it's very important. Play to your strengths. Coach. He's been coached. Yep. And he's listening. And he probably knows that he's got to do it now or it will be never. And he's re- and we always said, well, go back to pod one, have a listen to what we said about Simon White. We love Simon White, but he had to find a role. He had to find a role, and yep. he now is playing like a guy who knows, okay, I'll just do what these – I believe what they're doing. I believe what they're telling me. They're instructing me well. I know what my parameters are. If I do what I'm – as you're telling us, Baz, you've spoken to someone, I do what they tell me to do, they're going to be happy with me, and I'm going to be helping the team. And – you know, there's a lot of guys you're happy. You mentioned two. You mentioned Nick Graham and Simon White. They're two. They're two fellas who Carlton supporters um, have probably been lamenting. You know, their development over the last and their output over the last couple of years. Both of them, well, if they become good senior players, you know, for a while, well, how good's that? See, this is another thing. It, it's a result of the load being shared by more people. Correct. 100%. So suddenly 100%. the spotlight isn't on. You know, you, you don't have six guys you're relying on to play at 80% of their potential every week. Now, that that load is being shared amongst 18, 22 players. And you don't have to play to the 80, 90% every week, but you, you play to your 65, 70% and everybody's doing it. Mm. And suddenly you've got a really even co- uh, team of players playing really good football. You, you, know? you had some... Pro- uh, any other pros? Uh, no, I was on to the cons, and there aren't many, obviously, but I, I just didn't like the last quarter. I didn't like... I'm with you. I didn't like the fact that they switched to defensive mode too early and they started chipping it around and became very transparent to the opposition about what their attitude was and what their mindset was. And they, they kind of opened the door a little bit to Collingwood and said, we're, we're on the back foot a bit. We're going to try and sort of milk it. But it was way too early to do that. Um, they backed themselves into the wrong half of the ground a little bit and uh, gave Collingwood a little bit of a, a sniff. Um, there were a few panic kicks out of defence where they were chucking it on their boot long and it was just going straight over the back to the to the loose backman every time and it was just coming back, 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 back. You know, it went away from what we did from uh, what we were doing in the th- first three quarters and we were playing very good all-round football for those three quarters. And I know Baz alluded earlier that it was a position we're probably not used to being in and mm. maybe that was a mental thing. I don't know. But I just want these guys to switch on to the playing exactly the way they're instructed to for four quarters and finish off the good work because, you know, it was only SBS's amazing pass out to that wing uh, to Thomas and that goal. It was the only goal for that quarter. But that was football that created that. Yeah. You know? We've got, yeah. we got to play football from start to finish. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Two weeks in a row, we've had two sides completely on the ropes. Um, and look, 
credit to both of those two sides. They they dug in for the fight. They weren't good enough. But um, but what I'm saying there is that we had the opportunity to to really bury yeah, them yeah. both weeks. And I think that's I think we spoke uh, earlier that that's going to come with time when you really get. Uh, when you don't perhaps have so many teens in your side and you get uh, more experience under your belt, once they've got their 30, 40, 50 games, you'll see them get in positions like that and put the foot down and it'll be sayonara. Oh, no, You'll no, over. We, we, all we, over Red Rover. Th- think about where we thought we'd be. Think about what we <coughs> oh, what we mate. thought we'd be <coughs> enduring in 2017. And What you know, did I say? I, I think I said in podcast one or two that I was under the belief that we'd have a, a, a very ordinary first half of the year, right? And I thought our yeah, second right. half of the year was going to be a lot better. Well, in the words of uh, Schultz and Hogan Heroes, I know nothing, <laughs> nothing! You're an idiot. <laughs> right yeah. Righto. Time for, um, while you're on a roll, you can give us your votes, please. Jesus, again, Lukey. Sorry, mate. Uh, yeah. Get your pen ready. I'll send you out a box of Bic uh, pens because this is going to go forever. Uh, I've given uh, one, two, three. I've given four, four players four. Uh, Murphy four, SPS four, Marchbank four, and Cruz four. Uh, then I go to Simo three, Ed Kerno three, Thomas three, Graham three, then I go to Crips. I go Crips 2, Gibbs 2, Doherty 2, Wright 2, uh, Alex Silvani 2, Charlie Kerno 2, Whitey 2. I go Plowman 1, Rowe 1, Kerich 1, Willow 1, Casbolt 1. Uh, sorry about the two that missed out. Yeah, <clears throat> fair enough. Some have to miss out. Go on. Uh, I had two guys on four. <clears throat> SBS and Marchbank were my two this week. I just thought they were um, they were just magnificent. That's that'd be that'd be uh, Petrisky Seaton eighteen and Marchbank twenty. And uh, years uh, of age. Those four <laughs> okay. votes are because. Are you going Cornsy? Are you going Lordy? Yeah. Okay, anyway, okay. It's the way they affected <laughs> they affected the game. <laughs> Sam right? Pell Pepper. They affected Sam the game. Pell they Pepper. had a, a significant <laughs> say in the result. <laughs> well, hey. <laughs> uh, three votes to the captain Murph, uh, Simo, Ed Kerno, Doc, Gibbs. Um, as I said, less possessions wow. but more effective. Right three on. votes. I liked it. Uh, Cruz, just for his siege mentality, loved it. Um, two votes, Thomas. Well done, Daisy. Uh, Nick Graham, Matty Wright, uh, Charlie Kerno, Levi. Alex Silvani and Cripper, two votes. Um, 25 disposed. Oh, sorry. Actually, can I bump Cripps up? That's not right. That should be three votes to Cripper. Right. He, had, he had 25 disposals. Luke Ryan is pulling his hair yeah, out I'm here. I'm so sorry about that. Eight eight tackles, Cripper. Eight tackles. That's amazing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and one vote to Plowman and Rowe, just just playing their... their 100% efficiency, yeah, both of them. Only got 10 touches, 100%. Just amazing consistency, those guys. Yeah. How did uh, how did um, Moore go? Uh, well, well, Darcy Moore. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I wrote this down at half time. Uh, Rowe and Silvani v Cox and Moore. Uh, between Cox and Moore, uh, four touches between them at half time when the game was on the line. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> More raspberry. Uh, four votes uh, from me to Cruiser, Murphy, and Marchbank. <clears throat> Three votes to Petreski, Seaton, Simpson, Doherty, and E. Kerno. Two votes to A. Silvani, Cripps, and Thomas. One vote to White, Rowe, Plowman, Williamson, Graham, Gibbs, Wright, Casbolt, and C. Kerno. So only three fellas didn't get <clears throat> a vote from me this week. And it wasn't that you didn't have your little moments, uh, Sammy, Billy, and Jacob, but uh, I'm, I was burned a bit rough this week. I just, I'm just i lifting my own standards in terms of carbon the, yeah, casting right. the votes. That's so. all right. No, no. Happy with that. I know, Gecko, you're our music man, but I've got one last missive. I've been listening to a song the last uh, two days. I've got it on high rotation. Uh, it's a song that's been around for... You'll be able to tell me when it came out. Um, it's a song by uh, Florence and the Machine, and it's a song called Dog Days Are Over. Now, we've still got some time, some way to go before we are where we want to be. And we will have another couple of bad ones before this season is out. I think we're all ready for that. When that happens, we've got a couple of good teams to play between um, now and then. But I feel like the dog days might be over at the Carlton Footy Club um, because even if we put in a bad one, I don't really be putting in too many uh, back-to-back bad ones in a row. If you haven't listened to Florence and the Sheen's Dog Days Are Over, go and have a listen to it, folks, and see if it means as much to you this week as it does to me. Um, Are you going to sing it? No, I'm not. Uh, Can I just quickly uh, make a correction from last week? I I said some things about Bree Davies. (laughs) Oh, gee whiz. I'm getting over over my black eye. Biographically, (laughs) have you got a few things wrong? Oh, my goodness me. Who are you going to be mixed up with? I've got a defragged brain, as they say in the IT No, you need to defrag your brain. And uh, my, my memory recollection isn't as good as it once was. Look, she she wasn't from Perth. Uh, she's actually a Melbourne girl. She's a Melbourne girl. Uh, and uh, I said brothers, plural. She only has the one, apparently. So everything else is true. It's, it's no big deal. No big deal. The boys at the wharf had a bit bit of a laugh I'm, over I'm it. Not, I'm not above myself to make mistakes. So this is just to correct the record. Oh, can I say one last thing, actually, before we do go? And I hope, actually, I do know now for a fact that there are people in very high places at the footy club who listen to this podcast. No names, no pack drill. Players but or officials? High placed people at the football Is club. Is he a judge? I'm going to say one thing. To all of you people who steer the ship, get us out of Docklands and get us to the MCG. We are an MCG club. We deserve and we belong at the. We deserve to be and we belong at the MCG. We have always played our best football at the MCG outside of Princes Park. Get us, whatever it takes, get us out of the deal. We might always have to play a couple of silly games there, but we need to be an MCG. I played two or three against the interstate side. Well, fair, I mean, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. But, fair enough. But where's the grand final played? Play. We're going to play at the MCG, mate. We're going to be an MCG club. Simple as that. Uh, boys. It's been fun. St Kilda this week, that'll be tough. That's tough. They're going yeah, well. Different and that'll game be, again it, this yeah, week. And different venue, different opponent. And just hang on. Just hang on. And whatever happens doesn't mean that what's happened in the last two weeks is a mirage because this, the last two weeks, has been a sign of things to come, folks. Uh, see you next week. No worries, mate. I'll see you next Catch week. You. Thanks for listening again, folks. This has been the Carlton Show. We'll see you next week. And they will know that they've been playing against the famous old dark blues.
getting ready to go out. You want to get in the mood. There's a playlist for that. You move to the beat. You trip over the dog. You're not dancing anymore. You open the Medibank app and find a physio. We live in an on-demand world. And now your health insurance comes on demand too. Download the new Medibank app today. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.